Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast meeting is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we would like to pay respect to their eldest past, present and immersion and their multiple birth parents with children with disabilities. Since 2005, and until a couple of years ago, Gary has been the primary carer for his son Christopher, who is quadriplegic with cerebral palsy. These days, he and Christopher are accessibility ambassadors and active members of the Apple Consultants Network, introducing people to the incredible accessibility features built into all Apple devices. Gary and his two grown children live on Queensland's Sunshine Coast. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word, so it's not really suitable for children. Sometimes you just have to get your shits out. Shit, 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 shit. That's right, this is a language warning. Oh, shit. Hello, Mandy. Hello, Kate. Uh, we just thought everybody listening would like to know it's still cold in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> it's July. Nothing much changes. Sure it's August, actually. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. Sorry. And you can only live in the now. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. okay. It's August it's, and it's cold. Yes, freezing. But we love it. That's what I always laugh about when I see Americans because August is their big summer I know. month. You know, and they're like, oh, August is <laughs> so, so hot. And we're like, oh, August is our freezing. It's our freezing. Yeah. It's our proper winter month. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's where the snow comes on the mountains and everything happens in August. Yeah, but anyway. Anyway, we're very, very, very excited to speak to today's guest. Yeah, so well, how about you say hello and introduce yourself? Well, I can say that hi, for a start. Hi. You know, you know, fantastic to be with you. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling a lot older than I was about 10 minutes ago because <laughs> so, suddenly I have grandchildren. I heard that, grandchildren. What did I say, grandchildren? It sounded, yeah, in the way yeah. you pronounced it, it sounded like he has two grandchildren. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and 
then I was thinking, I don't think he has grandchildren. Sorry, but grown, grown, grown children. children. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Not as in grown, <laughs> as in... <laughs> And they're, Sorry, they're growing Gary. Up. Yes, okay. Well, that's fine. That's, it's nice. I mean, I'd be very happy to be a grandy, but I, I'm not. And unless there are grandies I don't know about, then well, um, you never know. Right, grown you never know. children. Anyway. It's no anyway, wonder we grown children. We had to They're go back and, and re-record the book. <laughs> yeah, this is why I'm going. Yeah, I'm going back today to re-record the audio book. No, what any a surprise. Okay. So yeah. 23 and 25. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Rowan and and it's yeah. Look, uh, after all of that, it is wonderful to join you. Thank you so much. I I can't tell you how impressed I am with what you two have pulled off in this last year. It's well, been a year, hasn't it? Yeah, okay. it's, it's, been it's been two, two years. Yep. Two, two years. Okay. It feels yeah. like a year because the lockdown year yeah. feels like when yeah. it was all really yes. happening. Yeah. But Gary and yeah, I have a podcast look, history and we might get into that a little bit later. <laughs> yes, we might. Let's start <laughs> with our three questions. Podcast history. No, no, okay, podcast is a fail. Yeah, all right. So the first question is, do you have any songs or music or a band that either gets you up when you're feeling down or when you're up and you want to listen to something happy, you choose that music? Um. Yeah, I do. Um, I think probably when I need to relax and recharge, I prefer silence, to mm. be honest, <laughs> um, because sound can bother me uh, and music, unfortunately, can do that. But mm. when I'm in the right mood, I love some Ben Folds. Oh, yeah. Um, and Still Fighting It is probably my favourite of his. Um, mm. I'm Not the Man. And there's all kinds of reasons why I like that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Ben Folds and his his crystal cut glass voice, I love. And I, I, I kind of enjoy Of Monsters and Men as a band. I think they make a great sound. Oh, cool. But look, uh, um, yeah, that's that's probably a, enough to talk about for now. I don't know yep, Of yep, Monsters yep. and Men. Yeah, they're a Scandinavian group. Uh-huh. And um, is it Sweden, Norway, Denmark, one of those, yep. you know. <laughs> And um, they, they make a great sound of ah, monsters and men okay. if you want to check them out. Well, my sister Annalise, has, we have a 2 piece Spotify playlist. She'll add some of those songs mm. onto that so yep. people can listen. Yeah. And would you believe Gregorian chants? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. That. I believe that. Yeah. There's something very yeah, relaxing them. about them. Yes. Very soothing. Yeah. 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 Well, there's a reason yeah. they've been doing them for a long time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> tell, <laughs> tell us about did you win any awards at school? Look, I'm old, so when I was at school, <laughs> it wasn't the done thing to give yep. everybody an award. So mm-hmm. they were a bit harder to come by. That's my excuse. The only award I ever got was that I can recall was a joke telling marathon award. Wow! <laughs> this is going to be a long podcast, people. <laughs> so, and you know, we, we it was a, a knockout thing and we went through about a whole day of people standing up doing stand-up comedy jokes, whatever. I, I was narrowed down to the last three and, and I, I got it. That so, sounds oh. awesome. What a great competition. It was good fun. It was good fun for somebody who's got zero skills on the, you know, sporting field. And yes. um, yeah, it was it was fun. I think I've lost my edge. You know, <laughs> I think I we to need be, to bring it back, Gary. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I mean, I think my my ability to make people laugh had something to do with a survival technique. In yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, it was, it was a way of, of surviving. Yeah. And, um, and I got quite good at it. I got quite sharp, but you can lose your edge. Anyway, that's the only award I've ever won That's in a school. good award. We like that award. Yeah. We do. Yep. Okay. And the big question, why are you a P? I don't know. <laughs> 
I think you but do. But we know. Yeah, we know. Well, does that mean why have you asked me to talk here? No. Today? Yes, sort yes, of. Yes, yes, yes. So why are you – a P is what we call a parent or a carer of a child with a disability. So, okay. Well, as you said in your intro, um, yeah, my son Christopher, who's now 25, um, is quadriplegic with cerebral palsy, athetoid CP, which – resulted uh, from a profound brain injury at birth. Mm. And um, since he was about seven, um, I've been his primary carer. Mm. And uh, he and I have had a lot of laughs. Yes. <laughs> and he and I are now kind of in business together. It's it's um, uh, to do with, as you said in the intro, um, helping people to understand what accessibility features they might be missing out on in their Apple devices. Yeah, which is brilliant. That's awesome. So let's go way back. When um, Christopher was born, was he premature? No, Christopher came on the day he was due. Right. Um, no, look, I could start to talk to you about the birthing suite. If you like, you guys... <laughs> Uh, not squeamish about these stories. No, no. not at all. Um, look, uh, it, it all it all came down to. Okay, so his mum, my wife Tamara, of the time, uh, her waters broke about eleven p.m. on the night before he was due. We thought, okay, that's great. This is going to be an indication. We got into the hospital. We were there until about um, nine a.m. with with labour, and uh, everything was going okay. Um, until the fetal heart monitor began to show mm. some pretty severe tachycardia mm. and the um, midwife who was in charge, who happened to be a family friend, and right. this made things very, very awkward. Yes. Um, noted it, said she'd told the doctor, and she turned the monitor off. Oh, goodness, oh. Gary. So for over an hour, we, we had no indication of what oh. was going on. Came around about one o'clock. Um, it was getting. I could tell. Look, I, I tend to trust medical mm. professionals. I, I tend not to speak up because, you know, I, I think they probably are supposed to know what they're doing. Mm. And being the dad in the birthing suite, mm -hmm. you know, you're you're the lowest form of life yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah, don't really right. say much. No, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, even maintenance people won't speak to you. You know, if you're, oh, the, yeah. <laughs> if you're the father. <laughs> No, no, that's an old joke. Yeah. Um, so I didn't say anything, but I could tell. Uh, Tamara, by this time, had had an epidural and she was feeling no pain and she was feeling quite relaxed. I was looking around at the people coming and going and I could see the worried looks and I could yeah. I could, I could catch the furtive glances. We mm. didn't see a doctor until about one o'clock. Nobody came in. Mm. A young doctor came in and wanted to do a scalp um, uh, yep. test for yep. pH and so on. By this time, the monitor was on and he was going into terminal bradycardia. Uh. And um, and even then, you know, really? nothing was being done. Really? Because normally that's panic stations and it should be. you're being whisked they, down to uh, um, theatre. Well, exactly. So at one one seventeen pm a doctor happened to be passing and came in and asked what was happening, did a quick uh, summary of what was going on and just quietly said, Caesar. Mm. And everybody bolted, you know. You know. Yeah. My memory of it is that it, it was, as you say, panic stations. Mm. Everybody shot out of the room, took Tamara, and there I was standing by myself, and oh. I didn't have a clue what was going on. No. And I didn't know, uh, you know, you 
feelings, um, you, you assume the worst. Mm. One, of, one of them came back in and said, look, we're, it's okay. We're doing the cesarean. Just we'll let you know what's happening when it happens. Anyway, those 17 minutes between when um, the bradycardia started and when the seizure happened were the, mm. the 17 minutes that were crucial. Mm. Yeah. And uh, his oxygen starvation led to the brain injury. The midwife came back and said, okay, you have a son. We've, there's been a few problems. He'll be okay. He's going into the special care unit. And um, it's funny, you know, when we were doing the antenatal classes, you know, you do those things and I was taking notes like a mm. good, good dad-to-be because this mm. was our first. Yes. And, and, and the lady who was in charge, the don of the um, special care nursery, mm. came in one session and said, now, if you see me, you know, there have been some problems and I'll tell you what goes on. And I thought, right, and I just closed my book. I thought, oh, well, we're not going to need you. Yes, yeah. of course. Um, anyway, um, she was fantastic as it turned out. But I saw them go rushing past the, the birthing suite with this tro- trolley, uh, you know, and it, my memory is of a, a grey looking mm. <laughs> blob on the yeah. trolley, but that can't be right. He must have been pink. Anyway, they shot past. She said, there's been a few problems and we'll just catch you up as soon as we can. By the time I got in to see Tamara, um, you know, I thought I was going to lose her, you know, yes. too. Um, <clears throat> she, her first words to me were, what was his APGAR? Mm. And I, I kind of knew what that was. I said, oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll find out for you. And it was. It turns out it was zero. You know, oh, he, he had no life signs at all. Yeah. Anyway, they resuscitated him, and he spent weeks in the special care nursery with what they said was a very big headache. And the poor little fellow was screaming, oh, you know, yeah. crying and crying. Oh um, man! And um, but it was a, br- a brain injury. Was what the headache was, of course. Oh. So anyway, we 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 found out not long after that that it was cerebral palsy, and it's been. Yeah, taken from there. Wow. And I don't you, – you don't have to answer this, but did the hospital accept any responsibility or – Yeah. Um, a few people said to us not long afterwards, in the couple of years while he mm. was, you know, um, it was becoming clear what was happening. Mm. You know, you probably need to – it was one of the staff actually mm. who quietly said to me, don't say anything to anyone. Do not tell anyone I'm saying this to you, but mm. you probably need to look into what happened because right. I'm not saying anything, but mm. it just doesn't look right to me. Mm. So we – yes, we we uh, we got independent um, assessments and it turned out that a couple of things clearly had been done wrong. The hospital mm. immediately acknowledged negligence and didn't fight that right um, and Good. so then we were we we got all the medical records and we were able to find out what had happened which in some ways was mm. soothing or, or reassuring that we could see what had gone wrong and um and then yeah we were able to um understand it better and we did then take the uh, take queensland health mm. to to court over that Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a big discussion in in our world, isn't it, it about doing that? Yeah. And it's very, yeah. you know, it's challenging. And sometimes it's more clear than others. Yeah. Right. And I think also the imp- one of the important parts about doing it is so that people learn. Mm. Right. And well, you know, yeah. and doesn't mean and you, nobody. Yeah. Nobody likes litigation. Nobody no. wants to be doing that and it it took i think it was four years yep. to get a to get a, an outcome and i tell you what that 
talk about trauma on top yeah, of trauma. Yeah, I can but, imagine. But if there's anyone listening who's considering it as an option, I do recommend that you explore it. Yeah. Because yeah. you've got nothing to lose by exploring it. Mm. Be aware that it's going to be a costly process in terms of the emotions yeah. and, and, and all of those things. Um, but in the end... Uh, there is something to be said for finding out exactly what happened and seeing if something can be done mm, about it. Mm. In our case, Christopher was awarded a settlement, which has set him up uh, not for life. Of course, it's never no, enough for that. No. But see, don't forget, this was before the NDIS. Yes, there was that's no right. Thing. Exactly. And nobody had heard of such a thing. And I was fully expecting by the time I'd been caring for Christopher for about 10 years, I, and I was in a really not a good place, to be mm. honest, um, I was fully expecting that I would be caring for him till I was disabled by old age because yeah. that's what many parents, that's their story. That's, that's what's right. Happened. Mm, that's right. And the settlement at least gave me some sense of assurance that when I did go, uh, he would have that to fall back on. We didn't yeah. draw on that at all. Wow. Yeah. Um, because that was for oh, the future. Oh, it's precious, when, actually. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was growing. And as he turned 18, he then took control of his own fund because with Christopher's athetoid cerebral palsy, it's all physical impairment. There's mm. no intellectual impairment. Mm. He's, he's smarter than I am, which mm. may not be saying a huge amount, but <laughs> he's, pretty, he's pretty smart. And yeah. he, he had to go through this full day of battery of tests to see whether he was capable of handling his fund, which right. is fine. Yeah. And he did. And so now he has charge of that. And so that with the NDIS, you know, I can I can actually relax yeah. to a certain extent about his future. Oh, Gary. Yeah, well, that's huge. It's enormous. Yeah, enormous. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that because yeah. there will be so many of our P's that we haven't had a guest that talked no. about um, that. So thank you very much. Yeah, well, ask anything that. you want. I'm happy to yeah, talk about it yeah. or, or in the in the Hangouts group or yes. whatever because yeah. – there's a lot there to talk about. There really unpack. is. Um, but I do recommend if you have a question about it at all, explore it. Don't don't shy away from it. You've got nothing to lose by That's exploring true. It. Yeah. Yeah, it is true. Tell us about when you became his primary carer. What was that like being a dad and a man in a probably female yeah. world? Mm. Yeah, I've met some wonderful females. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all right. Yeah, we're we? pretty great. <laughs> yeah, like you guys. But you're right, I have found... There are very few men that I know who are, who who have done this or who are doing it, and there are also all sorts of reasons for that. Some of them are very good reasons. It just doesn't work for some couples. I understand mm. that. Mm. Um, oh, look, when um, let's see, Christopher was five or six, and um, his mum had been putting in a huge effort. She just really um, took it, uh, you know, took it and ran with it. Um, mm. Therapy at home, uh, doing all the homework, doing the medical merry-go-round, all of those things. Mm. I was a very hands-on dad and we used to share the load as much as we could. Uh, you know, we'd take turns getting up at night to him, all that kind of thing, even though I was going to work. Happy, very happy to do that. That mm. was, you know, she couldn't have stopped me. So so that was good. But, and including bringing Christopher's sister yes. into the world yes. um, a couple of years before that, she just sat me down one day when I came home from work and... Um, she just said, um, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Yes. Yeah. And uh, sorry, guys, this, no. will, this will come back to me later. Um, yeah. Yeah. So she said, I can't do this anymore. And I said, well, look, that's, I understand. Why don't we swap roles for a while? Um, I'll take over. You do something else and we'll, we'll see what we can work out. Because I was, to be honest, I was ready to 
give up work anyway. Um, and I could see what was happening and I yeah. knew that I could help. So, yep, yep. So well, it that's took about, more power uh, to her. I know. Because I have a lot yes. of friends who have never said it and have been in, you know, Mandy and I have been really, really worried about them. Very. So, yeah, well, good on her. Well, she's always been better at um, being honest about that sort of thing and, and self-care yeah. than I have. And, and yep. uh, you're right. You're right. She said exactly the right thing. Mm, she did. Um, and and thank you for listening. Have, yeah. yeah, thank yes, you for listening. Some, some, some partners husband, don't listen. That's yeah. right. Well, a man steps up, right? I mean, well, some, some men Most partly. of them don't, Gary. So yes, that's why you. I'm well, so proud to know From all the P-moms, well, we say thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you for saying that. I know it's not always easy or possible for men to, to find an opportunity to even do that. Um, you know, and the income is dependent at, in some circumstances that's true. on the man. And he, he doesn't have the option. So... I, but I, I did read the statistic, and you guys can correct me if this is wrong or someone in your audience, but I think that about 3% of primary carers for children with disability are men. Wow, yeah. And um, so I, I, you're right, Mandy, I haven't bumped into many no. folks, uh, at playgroups or whatever over the years, um, and that has made me question some things, you oh. know, what's what's <laughs> – strange about me how come i'm doing this and most no. blokes don't but that's another story perhaps anyway so i a bit took about 12 months or so for me to extract myself from work and for her to find an alternative she went back to uni got her nursing degree and she's now got a brilliant career uh as, as a nurse that's you know she's done so well mm-hmm. um, and I, once I got started, guys, um, I didn't seem to know how to quit. Yes, <laughs> well. And I, sh- I sh- no, I should have. Mm. I know, I know. Because I got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore I either. Know. But I, know. I kept doing it. Yep. Yeah, and I know. I too. So it was about 10 years in and, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. I was doing his homeschool. I was doing his, uh, his uh, by the time he got to year 12, he did uh, um, TAFE instead of grade 12 but so we were doing all of that and I just couldn't picture I don't have a lot of imagination anyway I think but I couldn't imagine a future I couldn't see a future Mm. where this was not going to be the way it was forever so I got myself into a dark spot and Mm. I wasn't able to say to his mum you know it's time I stopped Mm. doing this And I also because you love him yes and so how do you say to the person that one of the people that's most precious to you I need a break that's really yeah, but hard you, you said it before if you have to you have to you and do she oh and, yeah you should I know and, I agree I probably would have been better if I did I mean mm. I didn't see any alternatives yes and mm. I I will tell you if I have to die tomorrow I, I've said this on stage a few times with Christopher if I have to die tomorrow I know I will know that I have you know given my all and yes. all and done my best yes um, and Christopher always <clears throat> responds in and says, don't die tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, yes. But anyway, so look, th- there's a whole story there too about there really how is. to um, there really is. not get yourself into that dark space, which is where I was. And yeah. um, anyway, I got out of it. Yeah, I, how did I you did, pull yourself out of it? Yeah. Uh, well, I got some, I got some help I, yep. and the help, the help helped. I got to uh, some therapy with um a brilliant counsellor, and I, we we started to use some of Christopher's funds then to have one day a week with a support worker coming in, which helped, yeah. and you know, a few things like that. Um, 
And I guess I basically had to confront my own, you know, where I was going to go with this. And I basically decided I was going to keep doing it. And that helped. And mm. um, I found ways. By that stage, you know, Christopher was old and like he must have been 17, I guess, uh, at the time. He was old enough to be beginning to do some things for himself. Yes. Which gave me a little bit of a glimmer. Yeah. Like he, he was beginning to edit video himself on his yes. computer. He was beginning to talk about creating uh, videos that he could he could make and share. He was beginning to uh, have conversations with people about the way he was solving his problems. And I, and I was watching him, you know, and I was thinking, this guy is, is you know, this is brilliant. And I want to be part of this yes. too. Um, yeah. This is the good bit coming yes. now. And yes. I want to be part of it. So yes. that helped. Yeah. yeah. And, and also the internet was starting to boom then, right? So previous yeah. to that, there was, a, there was a black hole in communicating with people. And I think that's when we start, we met each other. We're in a private yeah. um, cerebral palsy group of parents. Um, yeah, we won't say what it's called because it's very oh, secret. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. But that, it, yeah. Uh, that was an that amazing group when it started. Mm. Yeah, scary. People but really. Yeah, the internet was certainly a big deal, wasn't it? I mean, yes. now you can actually have a voice that goes around the world. Yes. Um, like 2013 was the, the year that changed everything for us. Um, mm. That was the year that Apple brought out switch control. Right. Mm. And with that, so Christopher now controls his devices by tapping a switch with his head on mm. his headrest, mm. on his wheelchair. And he's able to do everything with that that you or I could do and better some often yeah. uh, with his switch uh, on a computer, uh, either with a keyboard or a mouse uh, or a touchscreen, and he can do everything. So that changed everything. But the big the big moment for us that was an utter it was mind blowing for me. He made this video for his TAFE teachers to explain to them how he was doing his TAFE work online, how he was using his computer just to explain it to mm. them rather than have me call them and tell them. Mm. So he did that. I set up the camera and the mic and he went through and explained how he was using a switch and he sent it to them. And he, that was, that was that. Then a couple of days later, one of the tech podcasters that he was watching posted a question online about what is the best operating system for people with disabilities. And so he just sent him his five-minute video to say, hey, oh. this is what I think. And then the guy shared it with his his network. Oh. And we woke up the next morning and turned on his Mac. And there were, you know, the thing almost crashed. There were so many. Oh. It had been yeah. shared overnight with 50,000 people. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It was overnight. Yeah. Amazing. Now, you talk about internet. Yeah. Now, he, he said, I was just sharing my story. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, that's that, the power. Know, this could be so powerful. Mm. And he was getting interviewed, you know, by online tech tech uh, bloggers and, you know, yeah. Engadget magazine and whatever. And that really was what got him going. And there was an Apple uh, employee in Sydney who was in charge of uh, accessibility for the Pacific region. She saw the YouTube video and then got, contacted us and it went from there. But you're right to say that there are opportunities now that didn't exist mm. even 10, yes. 15 years ago yes. for people. Yes. Yeah, and thank goodness that we have all this technology and that it's, you know, we mm. even have um, beautiful families listening that live in rural Australia and it's mm. so lonely because there's no one in their community that's that reflects yeah. their family, but yet they can get 
get on board, they can listen to podcasts, they can go in the hangout, they can FaceTime groups and YouTube. All it's just it. a game yeah. changer. Yes, yes. Well, I think the fact that you guys have been able to achieve what you have proves that, yeah. Well, I just, yeah. you know, two middle-aged women. Yeah, with no, truths, with no clue. No <laughs> clue. Just, yeah, but, I mean, even we couldn't have done this 10 years ago. No. This technology no, wasn't around right. for us. Well, so. it, when did you dabble in the podcast, Gary? What year was that when we you made that episode? Oh, that's a good question, Mandy. It must have been 2016, 17, was yes. it? Something like that. So 2017, I think. So you made, tell us what it was called. Well, we got to the point of a of a pilot, didn't we? Yep. I, I was calling it not the parent I thought I'd be. Mm. And the idea was to talk with parents uh, of children, particularly with cerebral palsy at mm. the time, and oh. to just explore how it was that becoming a parent of a child with cerebral palsy meant that they became a parent they didn't expect to. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was going to just chat with parents about that and you know, it, I think for for various reasons it just didn't fly, but that's okay. It was a good it was a good chance to give it a try. And you guys have uh, have shown that there is a winning formula, and it's basically named Kate and Mandy. That's the <laughs> well, and, I was um, very no, proud. There's room for everyone. I was very proud to be well. on that episode. And yeah. I thank you. Yeah, Mandy. and oh, I really, really was. And I just. I'm sorry you know, I stole her. Yeah, <laughs> we tried, but at the time I was a bit overwhelmed. At, to be Me able too. to do that with you. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but but what I want to say is that there is what I want and whether you can do it or not is a dad's two peas in a podcast. Yeah. And I think you could do it and um, or what, whatever that could be. But mm. I think if there's a space for men to be able to talk um, with men, mm. that's we need it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we will cheer you sure. on if that's something that you want to do. But yeah, if you don't, you. it's okay. But yep. we will we will cheer yeah. you on and support yep. you. Yeah. So what? Let's talk about it. Uh, I don't <laughs> know. We'll yeah, that's okay. Just, yeah, the seed is there. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What um, was your career pre-carer? Uh, in a past life, I was uh, a church pastor. You've got the voice. Yeah. You have you a do beautiful have pastor's the voice, voice for a three-part <laughs> sermon. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> that's, that's funny, you know, because uh, neither of my kids ever saw me in that role. I yes. left that when, when yep. I took over Christopher's care. Yes. And a couple of years back, I was... My younger sister, unfortunately, um, passed away, and so I was doing her funeral. And while I was standing up there doing the eulogy and so on, and afterwards, Christopher, he said to me afterwards, you know, Dad, I could just see you up there making religion look good. (laughs) (laughs) Time for a comeback. Oh, dear. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he sounds hilarious. That's the voice, is it? Thank you. Yeah, so I did that. I did that for about 20 years. I, I can't believe it. And yes, then I really wow. was ready to, but I really was ready to leave it <laughs> yeah. when that time came. And since then, well, I got a, I've got a degree in education as a, you know, as a result of um, trying to make, keep my mind active over yeah. those years. I haven't really used that. So I, it's been a long time since I've been in the paid mm. workforce, but mm. now with the NDIS, uh, Christopher has a 24 hour, seven day a week support roster. So I don't, and he did say to me about two years ago, he said, dad, I want you to stop being my carer. Mm. And my first thought was, oh, okay. Um, have I, what, why is that mate? And he said, I just want you to be my dad. No. Yes. So important. And, uh, well, he was right. And so, oh. and now it's possible. So it, yes. it's not, oh, I don't do Gary. that anymore. Um, I'm looking for work because <laughs> yeah. I'm now out of work. Um, mm. But he and I um, have a whole different dynamic going on yes. in our relationship yes. now. What That's is that like? Different. How did it feel when he moved out? Oh, I had mixed feelings, of mm. course. Mm. Obviously, I kind of felt suddenly, I did, I did bury myself a bit in the role and that was not mm, a healthy mm. thing but it was it did totally consume me and mm. uh, fortunately not to the exclusion of my daughter who yes. who she and I get on so well and oh. she and, you know the three of us are, are great so mm. I was very careful to try not to uh, I'm sure you've discussed this yeah. <laughs> topic I know yes. you mentioned Siblings. it in your guilt episode yes. and, yep. and so on yep. um, but I um, made sure that yeah so so that's all good, but having lost myself in that role, suddenly mm. without it, yeah, I did go some through some grief there, yeah. and there were some other griefs all happening at the same time, mm. and mm. Uh, I'm still dealing with those, to be honest. But mm. it's great, guys. It's I, I have to say, it's what who doesn't want their kids yes. to become independent and make their own way? Oh, and, yes, that's right, and not need you anymore. Everyone, yes. so, uh, no, that's uh, the exactly. rite of passage so, that most people have. Yeah. So, yeah, it's tremendous, right. and he's doing so well. Oh. Uh, Awesome. He's, he's just, he amazes me on a regular basis. His sense of humor is something that he and I have, have it's, it's like it lubricates, you know, the, the yes. gears as they're turning yes. over the years. Uh, yes. He and I have had a lot of laughs and um, that has helped a lot. Oh, and yep. to this day, we still do. Yes. <laughs> 
before, the best laughs ever. Before coronavirus and all that stuff, you were travelling overseas with Apple, weren't you? Tell us a bit about that. Yes, he and I were both invited to become Apple Accessibility Ambassadors, oh, which is amazing. not paid. It's not a paid role. Oh, it's okay. A, it's an ambassadorial role, uh, but it's been fantastic. Mm. The kinds of opportunities it's given us to go to conferences mm. and seminars and workshops. And yes, we've been invited and we've spoken in Singapore and the US and the UK and all around Australia. Uh, we've been to Victoria quite a few times. And Luckily, we just, he's uh, out. Tell our, <laughs> <laughs> well. As you say, until the plague hit, yes. this was what we were doing yes. and we were probably travelling once a month yes. and negotiating airports and hotels oh, and all the goodness, all the dramas that come with that with disability but um, and, you know, um, diabetes and cerebral palsy and all the things that came with that. And I have to admit it was pretty demanding but it was yeah. also fantastic. Yes. So that stopped, yeah, with probably the beginning of last year. Since then we've done some webinars and that's been good and we're now producing some training manuals uh to be used online he also has another job so he he doesn't he's doing very well he's got a, he's got a full-time income Fantastic. look he's doing better than me on pre <laughs> practically every measure he's got a girlfriend oh! he's got work <laughs> He's, he's, his house is set up like the Starship Enterprise. Oh. Um, he's, he's, he's being creative and making a difference. He's got oh. friends and colleagues all around the world, oh. you know, look, oh, on every measure. So, proud. So, oh. <laughs> so that's been great. And we still, we are still in the accessibility uh, consultants network and we get some opportunities with that. Um, it, I don't want to make this an ad for Apple because that's, I know that's not what this is, but no, go hard. Oh, we don't care. Like, Apple, I just want Andy them to pay you. I, yeah. I just want them to pay you. <laughs> well, Look, they do iPads sometimes. changed okay. the lives oh. of, of neurodiverse children without yep. a doubt. Oh. Game yep. changes. If you can sit in Absolutely. a room and you're aware of what's going on but you have that comfort of an iPad with you, oh, I just, I love them. And it, if you can use a device that everyone else is using, yes. there's no neon sign over your no. head saying, I'm using special, you know, ex assistive no. technology. Here. And there's isn't that what we're me. always searching for oh. for our kids? And everyone yeah. at school can be doing a different activity. Yes. So you're all still on the iPad, but you're all doing That's different right. things. I just. That's right. Yeah. I'm, it has been a game changer. It has. And, and the, it's not just the fact that it's a tablet either, because there are lots of tablets out yeah. there. And that's great. It's good that you can mm. make a choice. But. It's the fact that Apple, for some reason, this is in their genetic makeup, for some reason, they have always had a commitment to accessibility mm. that others haven't. Mm. Others are catching up and it's, it's good that there are, there are developments. But, you know, whether you're blind or hearing impaired mm. or intellectually impaired or physical motor skill impaired, there are features there that a lot of people don't even know about. They're free. They're built in. They come mm. with the device. They work perfectly because they're with the device. And they give people access to a device you know, much more broadly than you, you would even expect. So so that has been a, a game changer as well for us. There's a new thing that's come out just last year that Christopher is very excited about called um, Head Tracker oh, on the Mac. Right. And so the camera on the Mac now, is able, he's able to do everything with that you could do with a mouse or keyboard oh. by just moving his face oh. and using facial expressions. So you open your mouth or you smile or you stick your tongue out wow. and that will, you know, be a left click or right click or whatever. So that has been a brilliant – that that is a game changer too. Wow, so these Gary. things really um, yeah. have been tremendous. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Nobody's – anyway. 
No, and it's great that he is smart enough and loves yeah. it and uses it to make his life better, which is what we all do with technology. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we often come across people who say, well, how can I, how can you help me to have, make this device work for me? And we, we have a conversation about what the, the issue is and maybe what the feature might be that will help. A lot of people don't follow up on it. They don't, they don't, yeah. I don't know whether putting in the effort is the right term because people are struggling with energy and all kinds of things. Yeah. But mm. often we'll find that they, they don't make the most of it and that's, we can't, that's their choice. But mm. yes, he has made the most of it and he, mm. um, is very keen to help other people get the best out of their devices and their life. Awesome. Too. Yeah. And that's, I don't know, there's just certain people that are like that. Yeah. Right? You know, you'll meet yeah, 10 is. people and one of them's like, do you know you could do this? And it's you're like, oh, wow. And it just changes your whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're the, they're the best people. <laughs> yeah. I love learning from smarter people than yes, me. Yes, <laughs> me too. Oh. Uh, and so through all of this, like when you left um, being a minister, did you leave your faith or did your faith, has your faith come through this with you? Um. No, I haven't maintained a faith, but and people have asked me this a number of times over the years, particularly the people I used to know in yes, that circle. Yes, yes. Um, has Christopher's birth made you lose your faith or turn your back on God? That kind mm. of question, mm. and that's a fair question because I I know for many people that's possibly is, yeah. has happened. Mm. No, I was already <laughs> at a point where it made no sense, sense. to me yeah. anymore to believe the things that I once did. Mm. And that's not, I'm not trying to convince anyone no, of no, no. anything. I just can't believe it. It's not that I don't believe it. It's that I can't. Yes. There's a very and big difference there. There is, isn't there? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I can't tick that box anymore on my no. CV and go back to doing that kind of no, work. No, no. They do tend to prefer that you believe in God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I found it's just, you know, it's discriminatory, but I yeah. found that, that they won't, they won't, <laughs> they don't want you there if you don't believe in God. It's so, true. I mean, they were, I realize this is a real issue for people because, you know, your faith is such a personal and important yes. thing. Yes. And, and if that gets challenged by suddenly being thrown into this mm. whirlpool mm. with disability um, mm. and extra needs, then that is a that is really a crisis. And I, I do recommend if people are having that crisis to treat it seriously and, yes. and to realize that it is the kind of thing that you – you don't have to be ashamed of you. There is grief there. There is uncertainty. There are yes. things that really mm. can derail you. And uh, it's important to talk to someone about that. Mm. Uh, I'm glad you, you guys have both done that. And mm. I, I know for many people it is an issue. I had already developed a very well worked out theology of the powerlessness of God before I gave up on God. Trust yep. me. Yes. Yep. But yep. You don't want to go into that here. This is not a philosophical <laughs> theological podcast. No, but I was thankful uh, to have you sometimes to talk to about that, Gary, because it feels very, uh, I felt lonely. It's for very me. lonely. Yeah. And we, we and talk you, about it you, in the book yes. that's coming out and yep. because we haven't okay. really spoken about it in detail on the podcast but because we wanted to write about it and actually take our time <laughs> because yeah. I'm awesome. quite impulsive, I'm nervous <laughs> to say things. So I thought if well, I just I, write it. I feel that we can, the irony of religion and I know that I have friends listening who have a beautiful relationship with God is that mm. by me speaking my truth, I hurt them. Yes. Whereas yeah. if you say to me, oh, I believe in, 
I don't know, this certain religious belief, it doesn't affect me. Yeah. You can't hurt me by what yeah. you believe. But by what I believe, I hurt people I love. Yes. And that's a big burden it to carry burden. every day. Yes. And I feel that my decisions are hurting people that I love and that's hard. Mm. So it's nice when you meet someone else who's been through that. Yes. And you know what? There are a lot of people who've been ostracized by their families and their friends mm. because they no longer subscribe to a certain set of beliefs. That's they haven't right. changed at all. No. no. But, and, and I'm so glad it's in your book. I mean, those who mm. struggle with this often wonder whether there's something wrong with them or mm. whether they've suddenly let God or someone else down by, mm. by struggling with faith. The nature of faith is that it's about questioning and seeking. And if your questioning and seeking leads you to a place like it has with me, then mm. there's nothing wrong with that. No. That's, that's actually a good thing. So, uh, but yes, you, you're right. It has become an additional burden for mm. some who mm. are facing disability to have to deal with that too. Mm. Yeah, mm. very, very true. So do you have a dream job? Like if you could just click your fingers Yeah, because you never know be about the something. peas. We've got a big audience. So tell us what's your dream <laughs> job. Someone will get it for you. <laughs> oh, anything that involves... No work and a beach. Um, <laughs> uh, look, you've aimed honestly, pretty high. <laughs> That's a pretty big. Yeah, you want to win Ted's Lotto. Yeah, I, I do want to retire. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you must be tired. tired. Yes, yes, I bet you are. I'm just yep. tired. But I can't yep. retire. I'm not old enough. And yep. I, 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 that's not honestly what I want to do. I just don't know what I want yep. to do when I grow up, and yep. I really feel tired a lot mm. um so look make me an offer anybody who's listening yes to and that could be a very broad offer you know I'm <laughs> uh i you know no judgment you make any make any offer you want totally um, i don't know it's a good question though it is one of my now my challenges my yes. is to figure out what to do with myself from here on yes and i don't really know no that's no. okay yeah. And mo a lot of our listeners will absolutely understand that. Oh, yeah. Mm. And I think just general, and this is, you know, being very, very, I'm generalising, but mothers who stayed home with their children and made that their priority, they do, even if their children don't have disabilities, they lose years, themselves. Definitely. Right? And so you're yeah. probably on the road much less travelled because there's very few fathers who've done that. Then you add in the disability. Yeah. And so, but I know that there are just sad people because they're like, well, who am I now? Yeah. And yeah. we were so happy to be doing what we were doing. You know, it wasn't like you were like, I don't like this all the time, but it still, it just chips away at who you are and your self-confidence. So it's really mm. hard to get back out there. It very much becomes a part of your identity, doesn't yes. it? Yes. How you see yourself and, and yes. what you know about Well, yourself. it was your job. That's right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. And my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, and look what and you I, did. As I, said, I know, this but awesome <laughs> human that I you. I mean, Christopher is thriving because yes. of that, Gary. Oh, yeah, you should be well, so proud. partly because of that, let's say, partly because of that. He, There are things innate within him that of he course. might have thrived anyway. But yes, yes true. I, I I hope that that's true. And he says that um, to people that um, the homeschooling was a big one. And mm. I, I, again, I know that's a controversial area and it's certainly not for everyone. And it's no. not the sort of thing I would recommend, but it is what we chose. Mm. Yeah. When and he a, lot school, too, so a lot of our P's do too. A lot of our P's. Tell us yeah. what you want us to know. Yeah. yeah I, I'm sure they do. It's, well, you know why. Um, 
the technology in the classroom when he started school was very, very primitive. And he, mm. his, he has very severe speech difficulty mm. and it's very difficult for people to understand what he's saying. So if he was with a teacher aide or somebody in his classroom, he just wouldn't have got a fair go at no. all. So we just decided, all right, I, you know, I can mm. do this. I'll take, take this. Um, so we didn't homeschool. We, we home tutored through uh, the Brisbane School of Distance Education. We're in Queensland. Right. Yep. And uh, that meant he was following the exact same curriculum as everyone else. And he had teachers who were doing the marking and all of the, the work, you know, and it was simply a role of, of being a tutor. Yep. But what it did do was give me the opportunity to make sure that he got a fair go every day in yep. with his work. And it made, I, I do think it made a huge difference oh, yeah, in, for sure. in terms of forming him mm. as a person. And then mm. he was then able to run with it from mm. there. Mm. Oh, look, I think if I had the capability, there are definitely times when I should have probably homeschooled the boys for a year or so, but I just probably didn't have the emotional strength to do it. Of course. But of I do course. think that it's, I yeah, the education system's broken. So... Many, many yes. of our peas, many, are, many are homeschooling. And Kate, don't don't feel that you should have done it. I, I don't think that's the way to put it. I think you would have if you could, and mm. um, you you couldn't. So uh, there's no need for regret there or, or guilt. But you're right. If you look, who wouldn't if they had the chance or mm. had the opportunity? Because mm. it's it's such fun. Like we would spend the entire morning doing his. In his day's worth of work. It only took yep. a morning. Yeah. Because it's one to one and so on. Yeah, and then we'd yeah. spend the afternoon, you know, out on the mowing the lawn or whatever on the acreage. And it was so fun. And his yeah. like, his sister could see what was happening too. And she wasn't doing real well in the classroom for social reasons. So she took it on. And I was doing both of them until oh. she went to year ten. Wow. And wow. that was I I that was wonderful. You know, yeah. I didn't have to miss them no. any day. Oh, Gary. <laughs> um, until she decided to go back to a classroom in year 10 and then I had to start missing her every day. Yeah. But it was, it, it is a big topic and I, I hope I haven't <laughs> encouraged anybody to feel bad about what no, they did. No, that's what, that's no. what we did and I'm so glad we did yeah. it that way. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no, I think there's just... There's options and it's good to hear that it works for some people and it doesn't work for other people, but it's yes. okay to explore them. Yes, that's right. And it does. It can be fluid. It might be for a small amount of time yes. or it could be a long amount of time or, you know, mm. it can change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and you can, yeah, you have to keep going if you can, if you have the strength to find out what works for your family. Mm. Mm. So, oh, yeah. goodness. I'm far out, Gary. Quite the guy. Oh, no, he's <laughs> quite the guy. <laughs> And oh goodness! You've got a lot of empathy, and he, I he does. You can just feel it in your voice. It's lovely. Yes, and in our private group, he's a really important member, mm. and a lot of people draw great strength from you, as you do from them, Gary. Thank mm. you, Mandy. That group, I tell you, it came at just the right time for me, mm. though. Mm. You know, I was the only bloke in this group of a hundred. Um, <laughs> you know. Can you imagine? And um, and you know, which made me feel really impressed about myself. You know. <laughs> But but I loved it and I needed it and even yes. the fact that we could uh, have a vent or a rant about something and know that it was only the other yes. parents who were who yes. were hearing it and that was okay it, and uh, oh, look it, it was amazing and, um, oh. and yeah it did I think it did save my life mm. uh, I, yep 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 I, I think it would I, have too yep, yep I think support groups 
good ones like that, yes. that's what they do. Well, it's quite specific. So, yeah. Yes. Is there anything we've missed, Gary, that you want to tell the world today? I, if there are any dads listening to this, um, you know, I would just say to them, mate, you are facing something in becoming the dad of children with extra needs that you didn't expect or ask for. You have the issues that men have in addition to the issues that parents, all parents have. And, you know, if you're struggling with that, there really is no good reason why you can't find someone to talk about mm. with with those things now. Um, there are so many, you know, Beyond Blue and uh, Lifeline and so on. But if you are struggling, it could well be something that you you would do well to talk with someone about right now. Um, to the mums out there, I, I, I find it a little bit, uh, I don't know if I have a right to speak as a dad, except to say that, you know, many of us men are completely hopeless and, you know, <laughs> a complete waste of space no. from time to time. But, and, and, you know, we need to be called out when we are because it's easy for men, for dads to take a buy and not contribute, not do their bit. And they need to be called out on it. But on the other side of it, you know, um, I do think there's something about being a dad that is probably different than being a mum. Yeah. There's something within us that is different. And maybe if we could talk about it rather than yeah. fight about it or mm. be disappointed in each other or something, that that might be a good thing. Yeah, um, it would. Yeah. Because um, there's nothing to be gained by not trying to talk these things out together. Um, and once again, just thank you to you two for what you are contributing. You know, your conversations your tears, your laughter, all of these things uh, are like oxygen for many people. So mm. thank you for what you're doing. I know it must get tedious sometimes. No, and it doesn't probably actually. emotionally difficult sometimes too, would it be, to talk no. about some of these things? No, no. I don't well, know. I think we just, we understand in our own way and I feel life, I feel my life has been enriched by every single conversation. Yeah, and yeah. I think the more okay. stories that are shared, the less burden I have. Yes. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. That's that's quite something. Mm. Well, keep doing it, ladies, because uh, it's really good. Thank, Thank you, Gary. You. And, really Gary. and our plan is to try and get Christopher on too at some yes. point. Yeah, so, he'd be um, happy to do that. Yeah, yeah. so we'll, yep. we'll work out how to do that too so that he can tell us what a great dad yep. you are too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we will put in the show notes all the links to anything, you know, yep. um, all of Christopher's YouTube stuff. Yeah. Uh, so everybody can find him, can yep. find you. Yep. Uh, and we'll put up some photos of him and you as yeah, well. Gorgeous. Yes. Thank you. And Thank you. Um, the, sim yep. the simplest way to do it is to just go to YouTube, type in Christopher Hills. He comes up in one of the top. Uh, yeah, you know responses. Then click on his videos, and you'll find them all. Yeah, oh, brilliant. Thank will. you, Gary. We really, I really appreciate your yeah. friendship, and thank you for always listening and being gracious to me and my you story. Guys are lovely. Thank you. And oh, thank um, you. you're part of the P tribe. Yep, you're you in are. the hangout. Yep. people will love to talk to you and yep. get your wisdom. So thank, thank you for being. Thank you. A beautiful, open man. Oh, it's just, just a refreshing balm to it, our souls. It is. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Thank just going to go and put some bin folds on. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
good. Yes. Enjoy it. <laughs> okay. Hey, ladies. Oh, what an awesome episode with Gary. Oh, Gary, you melted all of our oh, hearts. I'm Thank so you. glad you got to meet him, Kate. Yeah, for sharing your honesty. Yes. And, um, yeah. I think the peas will love Gary and we'll be cheering him on. He's yep. joined the Hangout. He has joined so the Hangout. So he is in there. So yep. um, I think he's... No, there's two Garys in there, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, I'll flag Avoid him. one and uh, embrace the other. <laughs> No, he's a beautiful man and we've got a lot to learn from him and from the dads that are on their own road less travelled, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. And I just want to say the other Gary is Mandy's dad. I'm not being oh, rude no, about no, anyone no, my in the uncle, hangout. Uncle, uncle Gary, sorry, yeah. uncle. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> he's not actually in there. No, he's not in there. No. no. Um, yeah. Okay, Mandy, this week. What made you cry? What made me cry this week was we. Um, I was talking to Woody and he said something to me and he said, um, was that before or after lockdown, mum? Mm. And I said, oh, which lockdown? Mm. He goes, well, I don't know when they start or end anymore. Mm. And I just had a little cry and I thought, yeah, 15, 18 months of his life. Yeah. He doesn't know when, are we in it? Are we not in it? Are oh, we, no. you know, so oh. yeah, just it's, uh, anyway, it's real. It's really when I think back to being in year nine and sneaking cigarettes down the back of, and yes. hooking up with boys, and I know his experience wouldn't be like that, please, but... Um, but he's not even getting a chance to no, have some mischief. There's no, no chance for them to practice any of that. all those moments. Yeah. And, you know... It's huge. Oh, oh. I'm just, so sad for the teenagers. I'm sad for everyone in their early 20s. Everyone yep. I bump into in, my, in their early 20s, they look sad. Well, and this is the time of their it life. It is the time of their life. And as women we know, and I'm hoping it's going to change with each passing year, but as women we know, we often get lumped with a lot of the mental load and... I just want to see my girls free yes, you while do. they can be. Yes, and having terrific years. Not sending me Snapchats from bed, you know. Oh, it's, it's awful, Kate. Yeah, it's just, anyway, what made you cry? Well, I I didn't cry in the moment because I was just so sad, which yes. sounds ridiculous. No, but I cried too sad about cry. two days later. Mm. Um, Millie was all packed to go to Central mm. Australia on the Friday morning and, yep, we went into lockdown at 5pm on the Thursday. Yep. I. We just, it was. I have no words. No. She still hasn't unpacked her bag. She no. said, oh, it's just because I'm lazy, not because I feel sad about it. I said, well, I'm sad and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not unpacking it for you. Well, I it's mean, probably both. Yeah, it has to be both. I mean, we all hate unpacking. Everyone on the yeah. planet hates unpacking. I mean, unpacking. she did so well but and yeah. she had everything organised. We both did. We spent, and you know, you spend so much money so in the lead up money. of like, you know, let's, she's bought a few new T-shirts and she's like, Mum, I spent all this money and I, I don't even know if I'll ever get to use it. I and, know. You know, and the buses were already in South Australia so there was this panic of like maybe we could try and get them out and there was all yeah. these like, you know, Messages mm. from all my friends trying to think, can we get them? Can we get them there? No. It's just that's the second camp for her cancelled mm. the day before. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, I, how, like this has to imprint them. Oh, I just think we've. Forever. Completely. And, and I will trust. speak as a Melbourneian because I've realised that all of our lockdown experiences are different, so I don't want to try and project mine onto you. But as a Melbourneian, I just think we've learnt which I think is what's causing our depression and anxiety, to never believe that anything good's going to happen. And I don't mean that in a – no, I mean I got cheesecake the other day, so good things happen, <laughs> right? I mean that in a, a yes. big planning picture. Like 
You know that we live for the snow and I'm so lucky that we went up for a couple of days the other week, but really probably won't get that, may not get there again this year. Um, so all those things we're like, oh, well, that's probably not going to happen. And I think that doesn't, that's not good for your mental health. No. And these poor kids are growing up with that. And I just want to say to all the psychologists out there that have ever said to me, you just need three things in, yeah. in your life, Mandy, someone to love, something yep. to do and something to look forward to. Yeah. You're going to have to come up with something yeah. new. <laughs> I'm be, sorry. It's got to be You've a couple of different things. You've got to get together on a worldwide <laughs> Zoom and all of you psychologists have got to come up with something fucking better than that. <laughs> Because that's it. It's over. It's over. Right? We've got nothing to look forward to. Nah, you know, we really, really don't. And I know there are people who'd like to be in our position. That's right. And I know that I've got got ducted heating and I'm very, very grateful because it's freezing. But... Yeah, it's, I know. It's, just it's a, a bit of a joke, but you know, but it's true. It's, a, it's just a really flat time. Yeah, we're back to it. You're back to flat, Mandy and Kate. And if you in other states are doing your um, Zoom quizzes and stuff, enjoy them because soon you won't be able to do them either. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't think like, of anything worse. I can't ring anybody. No, I can't talk to anybody. We can't talk to anybody. I've got nothing to say. Okay, let's move okay. to what okay. made a difference. Come <laughs> well, on. I had um, a few things make a difference, but the biggest thing is. I had my second Pfizer jab. Yay. It was the most uplifting, yes. amazing experience. So I went in Melbourne. We have the old exhibition buildings yeah, that are I'm stunning. Yeah, I'm going next week. Yep. First state parliament, first Australian parliament, I think, was held there. Oh, was it? Oh, I could be lying now that you've oh. said us like that. Anyway, yeah, I think I it was. Beautiful, Beautiful old building. Beautiful room, yeah. Stunning. Oh. Hardly any queue. It was seamless. I oh, went no. in and they were all so lovely. Yes. And they were like first or second. I'm like second. And they're like second. Oh. And they're all like fist pumping. Obviously, we couldn't touch each other. Yeah. And then this way, lovely. I like know. this person said to me. And then this other person, I didn't have to queue. And then the the man, the nurse giving me the injection was so lovely. And he's like, your whole day is just going to be so much better because you have had your second jab. Oh, wow. You have protected the community. Wow. You've protected your. Yeah, it was like this pep talk. Oh. And then, you know, I just. I sat on my little seat for 15 minutes and then as you left, you could book to go left to book or go right. And they're like, go, you're going right. Oh, Woohoo, fully vaxxed. Oh. I don't know. I just felt it was amazing there. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be the outing of my life well, next week. Yep. It was really good. Oh, well done. Did you feel okay? Yeah, sadly. I wanted to feel sicker. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible. I just wanted a day off remote schooling. <laughs> and you were fine. I was like, I had a... I had a little bit of a heavy head and I was a little bit tired, but I said to the guy giving me the needle, I said, look, I've got five kids and I have been hung over on fireball. He goes, oh, this is nothing for you. You're not even going <laughs> to He goes, just take Nurofen and That's you'll be fine. true. And he was so right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Damn you I know. and your body's resilience. Come on. <laughs> oh. What about you? What made a difference? Well, it's not quite as life-changing, but beautiful Lisa from one of our first episodes, mm-hmm. she sent my family a, a fondue box oh. from the Yarra Valley Chocolateries. Is that how you say it? The Chocolate Tree. I don't know. It's a chocolate shop. Chocolate, yeah. <laughs> so if you know it out oh, in Yarra Glen. beautiful. Google it if you yeah, don't know oh it. Oh, my gosh. It just came. I was sitting out on my couch on the veranda because I was going to get rid of it because yep. I had it out all last year so I could just sit outside. Yeah. It was like my own room, like yep. a freezing cold I room. I've got if you yeah. walk up my deck, which no one can because I can't come here. It's just a doona sitting on a chair. <laughs> I just sit there Well, that's by myself. Me. Yep. Sit on that couch by myself. And yep. then I saw this car come and I said, hi, think it was a friend. And yeah. then the lady got out with like the coloured hat and I was yeah. like, oh, oh. hello. <laughs> it's a chef. Yeah. So I said to the girls, we're going to save that and have that on Friday oh. as our afternoon treat. Good idea. Um, 
to another week of lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Crisis school. Oh, and I should mention my beautiful cousin Amy from Coffs Harbour sent me these beautiful, I think it's called, I don't know, I'm not going to pretend that I can remember, but it's they're all vegan, gluten-free, Yum. non-purified, no, What's the word for sugar? Non. Oh, Amy will be know. like punching. Them. <laughs> refined. Refined. Non-refined sugar. Okay. Anyway, they were really, really yeah, yummy. And I was I like, bet. oh, I could eat healthy if people gave me food like this yeah, all the time. you didn't have to cook it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was really nice. She was like, I just can't believe you're back in lockdown. So Yeah, thank you. Yeah, send things to, to your friends that, in yeah, lockdown. send things it to makes, your friends. Especially, I think it's massive. Especially the peas. Even and, a card. And, yeah, and, ju- just, and even to the children. Yeah. You know? Let them get something from the letterbox. Yes. Oh, fun, fun, fun. Yes. Sister-in-law dropped brownies off. She like squashed them in. I think that's fun. I know it's fun. Yep. So yep. anyway, okay. Laugh. Uh, you go. Have you got a laugh? Yep, I have got a laugh. So um, we all laughed a lot, and some of you may not think that this is that funny, but we were in remote school, and Buzz and Woody were like the kids can all say how they're going with things, and this one boy goes, "Oh, I'm feeling a bit stressed," and <laughs> Buzz goes. How is he stressed? He literally finishes everything before time. How can he have any stress? And then Woody goes, uh, maybe he thinks coming first is stressful. Well, maybe he should try coming last. And then first wouldn't stress him anymore. <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> and we just all howled. And I was like, well, I'm not really teaching them to be supportive or empathetic to other people's stress. No. But for them in that moment, I was like. They were the winners. Yep. I was yeah. like, yeah. Anyway, we laughed a lot about how can you be stressed about coming first. <laughs> I know all you overachievers will be okay. like, I'll tell oh, you. Just honestly. But, but for us, it was funny. It was funny. Yeah. Um, I laughed at to take Millie back to her school to get her stuff out of her lockers. And at the same time, I got a text from Molly saying, I'm going to do school my way. <laughs> <laughs> I did it my way. <laughs> But both we laughed. We just kept saying, I'm going to do my school my way. <laughs> so, I mean, she's been super anxious about the Zooms and yeah, the little bits anxious. of work, but super yep. anxious coming in at, you know, 6.48 a.m. Oh, I, I don't want to do the Zooms. I don't want to do the Zooms. I don't I want to do know. the Zooms. And I'm like, let's just talk about this in maybe 12 minutes. I know. Just let me get to 7. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something different happens at 7. <laughs> yeah, but thankfully Amy's come back this week and she's been able to, she's done yep. some fun. She, they cleaned her room together. Oh, good. I mean, support workers, thank you. Yes. So, yeah. And also Molly has the app called Wombo. And <laughs> <laughs> she sends me these pictures so of the dog dancing to a song or... She's, yeah, so if your kids need a bit of a fun app, you're probably all over it already, but Wombo is very fun. (laughs) You just put in your photos from your iPad or your phone to a song and and it moves your face. (laughs) (laughs) They're very funny. I've been looking at them and they're very, very funny. Mandy sends them to me. Yeah. Anyway, we've talked your head off. We have. Awesome episode. I really loved Gary. I hope you're all doing okay in lockdown. At the time of recording Half of Australia's in lockdown, who knows what it'll be. I mean, we've just gone back to, I don't know, you yep. know, next week we could be in Bali or we ah! could be. <laughs> we don't know. I don't I, think so. I'm joking, but we ah. don't, you know, we don't know anymore. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.